0: Holy fuck, are you what? kidding me? You know, this is how we start our next cast I off now. I honestly thought, you know what? Uh, let's just start with the show. Why? I don't know, I had this, you know what? I felt good.
1: <laughs> well, get ready to feel better, because I got some news for ya. A Virginia woman is upset over fines she got for having a bathtub in her lawn that she uses for a flower garden. She uses a bathtub out there for a flower garden, and her neighbors think it's an eyesore. And apparently, uh, they aren't the only ones. They did some polls out there and interviewed people. And uh, here's a quote from someone. uh, Bathtubs should only be used for certain things. And this is appalling. And that uh, quote comes from Andrew Yates. You know, if it didn't
0: take a year to get there, that may have actually been a somewhat humorous joke. You know,
1: I tried to shorten it up. It was really, really tough. (laughs) Wow.
0: It's not typewriters anymore, so you can just highlight and delete. Uh, yeah, you know, I've actually seen people that do this. They have bathtubs in their front yard, and, uh, you know, it really is very much.
1: Well, I would like to let you keep on talking, trash. yammering on and on about this subject, but I got more news for you. All right, give
0: me the next 45-second
1: setup. All right. Apple has updated their uh, new iPod to rectify any future problems that may occur with their new iPod Touch. The name of it is the iPod Touch. And uh, the Touch is updated, and the first person to get the fix, Lavernius Coles. Okay, not
0: too many people are going to get that. Why? You have to know he was touched by his uncle. Stepfather. Then you have to know who Lavernius Coles is. Again.
1: He got confused. He said... He said uh, the touch is fixed, so...
0: Could have been humorous, uh, but when you have to explain it, then I don't really know if it is. Sure it is. But, you know, whatever. So, actually, it's funny because one of the worst things about being on the beach is not being able to buy all the new gadgets that are out right now or get them for free when you work at a radio station. There's so many things that, you know... <laughs> Please tell me this is the last one.
1: Actually, I got two more for you. Here's one more little piece of news for you. A 24-year-old man and an 82-year-old woman got married this week. Pretty big age gap there. Uh, And when the 24-year-old man was asked, Why? Why marry this much older of a woman? He replied, I've always wanted to lick pussy and suck nipples at the same time.
0: Again, could have been funny if you'd not butchered it. So, you know... I see I told you. I was in a good mood. And then you have to go and fucking ruin it with this quote-unquote monologue. Or whatever this bullshit is that it's you're news. doing. Yeah, whatever. I like it better when SBK does it. I have no
1: clue, but uh, I got more news for you. I don't want to talk about people stealing my bits when I got more of this bit left to go. Oh, you stole from Don and Mike. Shut up. Oh, whatever. DC has stopped uh, distributing their condoms with the logo... Coming together in DC. That was the logo on the front packaging of the condoms, and they've uh, discontinued it because people said the logo was too offensive. So they decided to go with uh, words of advice on their condom, and they're calling it "Just the Tip."
0: Oh, Reservoir. Okay, gotcha. <sighs> All right, there it is. Your four-minute next cast.
2: Next. Next.
3: Next. 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 Next.
2: What's next? One hour.
3: The top ten stories of the week. According to them, Al and J
2: Dubs. Next is now.
0: I'm el Jefe. I'm J Dubs. And welcome to Next Cast Nine. Will one of these headlines be the number one story of the week? Woman tries to eBay her white trash life manscaping is now mainstream. Mm, I
1: and can't the, wait to tell you what I've done to myself this week.
0: And the science behind why Grandpa is still racist. <laughs> the details of these stories and where they'll rank in this week's top ten are nixed with us, I'll have band J-Dubs. Of course, from The Hideout, we're already at 104.1, 106.7 WJFK. We did nixed on uh, Free FM for a little while. We've been doing the nixed casts and... Um, yeah, myspace.com slash next radio, next radio fans.com, and onfez.net, backbag.com. Really quickly, I do want to say this before we start the uh, the next cast. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about podcasting numbers. I'll be perfectly honest with you. When Dubs and I decided to do this, uh, and we decided for a litany of reasons. You know, part of it was A, stay sharp. B, we love the idea. It's fun. It's a creative outlet. And, you know, there's an audience out there. I am quite frankly shocked at the audience that's out there. Really? Yeah. Dubs, I'm proud to announce. And again, other podcasters may hear this and laugh. So I really don't know if this is a good number or not, but it seems like it to me. We hit 100,000 downloads.
1: Nice. Six figures, finally, in our career. We've got it. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, to me, that's like honestly. When we started this thing, I was like, you know, it'd be cool if we got like, I don't know, two hundred downloads a week.
1: You know, yeah, just something. I mean, we 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 don't really have any vehicle of uh, exposure other than the the websites out there. And Ron Fez, uh, when we first started this up, they gave us a good push on it. But doing on doing it on
0: XM helped uh, tremendously. Yeah. So, but I was just really, really shocked that uh you know we, we hit a hundred thousand downloads and it it 's like grown progressively like the first month there was like twenty two thousand the next month, it was like thirty something, and then in this last month, it was forty thousand in the month as far as downloads go, and uh, I really want to thank everyone and I think part of it too is the spreading of the word i 've gotten a lot of emails on myspace dot com slash next radio of Hey, my friend turned me on to this. So it's that rule of one. Don't tell all your friends because a lot of times a lot of your friends are dumb fucks. But the ones who like the same shows as you, laugh at the same dead baby jokes as you, that's the person you're like, hey, myspace.com slash next radio, add, add him as a friend and download all the previous next Nextcasts. So thank you to everybody. Again, if that's not a big number, then you can chuckle at us. Uh, if it is a big number, then, you know, whatever. But regardless, thank you for listening to the next casts. And now, Next Cast 9.
4: Next. Next. Story number so, 10.
5: Next to download. I've been sick on my stomach since I opened it up.
3: <laughs> Shannon Wisnet has bought all kinds of things over the years, but nothing prepared him for what he found inside this smoker.
5: You ever seen a a dried out piece of fruit? Yeah. Sort of like that.
3: Wisnett didn't find fruit. He found a human leg and foot. He <laughs> says his mother and her boyfriend didn't believe him at first.
5: I said, there it is, look at it, and laid it down, and they looked at it, and they looked at me puzzled like, what are you going to do, and I told them, I'm taking it back where I bought it. All
0: right, bullshit. L- listening to his uh, accent, I think
1: he's going to eat it. I think he's going <laughs> to gnaw on it. Well, here's a couple things I noticed right off the bat. In I think story. he's going to sleep he- with it. He's sick on his stomach, not to his stomach. That's yes. one thing. And uh, another thing is this guy sounds like he's 45, and he lives with his mom and <laughs> her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So there's two big things going on with this guy that I already don't make it right. And anybody who buys a smoker. I've never enjoyed smoked meat, and I've never enjoyed anybody who smokes their own. So he bought a
0: smoker at an auction of abandoned items, and there was a human leg inside of it. Okay.
5: Next to download. I laid it down, and they looked at it, and they looked at me puzzled, like, what are you going to do? And I told them, I'm taking it back where I bought it.
3: Wisnet bought the smoker at this storage warehouse auction. He called the police and officers were able to find the owner of the leg, who for some reason decided to keep it after it was amputated.
5: I heard that he had called um, the office of the mini warehouses and was laughing about it. Oh, y'all found my foot in the smoker. (laughs) I don't think it's too funny myself.
0: Where the fuck is this?
1: Where are these people? I believe they have to be somewhere in like Arkansas. I'm guessing Arkansas. That's where I'm going to throw it out to.
0: Oh, no, they're in North Carolina. Eh, close enough. Nice try. (laughs) (laughs) They're in Maiden. They're 35 miles northwest of Charlotte. So, fuck you, dubs. So, all right, the whole thing, I guess, according to uh, accounts, this guy who lost the leg lost it in a plane crash, and he kept it following the surgery for religious reasons,
1: So that's the story of how the leg ended up in the cooker. Religious reasons. I don't really... I mean, does he want to be buried with it and so all of his pieces are together when he's dead? I really don't get that. And why would you leave it in a smoker if it was that important to you
0: i'll tell you what man if i survive a plane crash which by the way is one of my hopes and dreams and i'm not bullshitting you i want to be like bruce willis from unbreakable unbreakable where i'm the lone survivor in a train crash or a plane crash a immediately it would get us off the beach b i would be a hero and i'd be able to describe everything and i would be able to star my own movie and if i had to lose a leg doing it I'm willing to, because I got a fucking trophy that I would carry around as I'm making the rounds on the talk show circuit. For one,
1: you wouldn't be a hero because you save no one's life. There'd be saved people mine. You'll be there'll be people there bleeding, and you'll uh, won't know what to do. But you you still survive, and for some reason, you find yourself to be a hero because of it. They
0: would in this fucked up nah, culture. It,
1: I would be a hero. I not if you'd I be lived. a hero, but you'd just be famous for it. I've always wanted to either survive some kind of c- catastrophe like this. I think that's. All, one of every man's fantasies is to survive something like that, or I've even been
0: on a plane and said, "I hope this plane goes down and everyone cr- dies except for me."
1: Or to save someone's life from like a wild animal, I think every guy every guy wants to do that too. Like some guy or you know, there's some girl getting attacked by a shark, and you jump in the water and thumb its eye, like you've been told in all the Shark Week promos, and. You become a hero and you own that woman for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, not interested in that. I'm not interested in saving somebody else. I just want to be alive if a plane
1: crashes. I want that slave. Do you think, all right, if someone saved your life, would you feel almost indebted to them as like a slave? No, I didn't know them. Why the fuck would would I feel They saved your life though, because you wouldn't even be breathing right now if it wasn't for them, so you owe it to them. They happen to be there, and they happen to do something, but right. I don't feel like I would owe them. Would you owe them to make yourself you know, more than what you are now, Like to make that life worth I it? I wouldn't
0: do it for them. I'd do it for me. I'd be like, you know what? I'm getting a second chance. I'm going to do shit correctly now.
1: All right, how about this? If you save someone's life... Would you be pissed off if they just squandered their second chance at life? Fuck no. What do I care? I saved their life, but it's not up to me how they're going to live their life. It doesn't matter to me. I would get pissed, and I would uh, I would feel indebted to someone if they did save my life. The bigger question here is, do you give the leg back? No. I, I, finders keepers. I say I keep it, and, you know... Sue me, motherfucker. Yeah. Make a necklace out of it, you know? You do a flavor flavor thing. How about a cane? That's what I
0: make. I, I say, all right, listen. You can have it back. You got to run a fast break with me. I just need someone to do the weave with me, the three man weave. And if you could do that, then you could have your
1: fucking leg back. Otherwise, make, I don't want to fucking hear it. Make him play Chinese jump rope with you, where they're just kind of hopscotching in there. Right, exactly. Let's do something like that. Uh,
0: now, I've always had this fantasy too. You're speaking about a human leg and a smoker. I've always wanted to eat human
1: flesh. I know you've mentioned this before. How you've do you, why is it something where you'd feel it would feel like you're consuming the story. power. Or you want, are you just curious about how it tastes?
0: I'm, cu- I'm not even curious as to how it <laughs> tastes. It's completely about the story to
1: say that I've eaten human flesh.
0: I'd I- probably go for the back, maybe the cheek oyster,
1: something along those lines. Do you think that would impress people? If someone told me that, I'd be like, ugh, don't talk to me anymore.
0: Why? I'd be like, it's fucking, you know, it tasted like this. Do you know what it tastes like? No. I I'm never sp- wanted to. I'm special. I survived a plane crash, and I also ate the remains. <laughs>
1: Uh, But you're only stranded for an hour and a half. That's the problem there. Don't fucking
0: judge me. Next. 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 Story number nine. This would qualify under the next hack list as Forbes came out with a survey of America's top pundit. Um, A pundit, of course... Uh, according to the dictionary, described as a person who makes comments or judgments, especially in an authoritative manner, a critic, a commentator. So basically analyzing 60 of the top pundits in the nation uh, on current events, uh, entertainment, law, politics, sports, that kind of stuff. And also, too, the way they broke it down was the awareness and likability by the golden demographic, which is persons between the ages of 25 and 54, with a college degree making at least $50,000 annually. All right, we'll run through really quickly this list. Okay. Number 10, Bill Walton. Really? Why is he on there so high? Bill Walton, I love him and I hate him. I hate him when he's calling Maverick games because here's the thing about Bill Walton. He's always running a bit, like like you'd. Lo- I don't. Do you ever really? Yes, watched- I've wa- I
1: watched. I watched him purely because you told me he always runs a bit. I watched it purely t- with my ear out for that, and I, I I enjoyed it. It is
0: fun. I don't think he should be a top ten pundit, but he's always running a bit. And I actually, any time it's not the Mavericks playing, then I can handle him being a pundit. Number nine, Lou Dobbs, Uh,
1: uh who I took my radio name after.
0: Yeah, that's true. Number eight, Greta Van Susteren. Didn't even know she was still on TV. No, me neither. Seven, Leonard Moulton. That's he, guy, beard, yeah. glasses, uh, reviews movies and entertainment and stuff like that, I believe.
1: I, I only see him on like these 30-second clips for pay-per-view.
0: Right, 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 right. Number six, Rosie O'Donnell.
1: I think she should have been higher. I think she's actually... I, but probably with her not on The View now... It brings her down then a little again, bit. Then
0: again, it's also based on likability, too. True. So, number five, Geraldo Rivera.
1: Yeah, I don't find him to be that popular, you know?
0: He, I would have never thought a of long him as a, time. I, I never would have thought of him as a pundit, either. Really? Which is interesting to me. I know. I mean, I guess technically he falls into that category, but I always saw him as more of a investigative journalist. You know what I saw him but, as? A carny. I see him as a fucking carny and not a pundit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he does look like he should be controlling the controls at the Gravitron. Like he
0: should have a little monkey next to him with a fucking organ grinder. Come on, don't be racist. Al Franken, number four. Shocking to me because Al Franken hasn't really been a pundit in a couple years since he's been running for Senate in Minnesota. Number three, Bill O'Reilly, which we'll have more on in a second. I think Bill O'Reilly probably belongs in the top five. Number two... My favorite on this list, love the show. It's probably the best show on television right now, and that's Bill Maher, in real time with Bill Maher on HBO. I,
1: I don't I I love him. I love the show. But I didn't think he was as popular as i uh, am giving him credit for right here. You know, I would probably see him maybe re- at an eight. You gotta realize he is the
0: left's answer to O'Reilly and Hannity and Linbaugh and yeah, all that.
1: Yeah, he he's the answer to it, but he's not as big as O'Reilly.
0: Not technically because he's on cable. Yeah, you know, exactly. he doesn't have that mainstream. He's on pay access. cable, exactly. But well, but for the longest time too, he was on Politically incorrect, and that was network. And even then, it was also too on basic cable. So but, he's been around for a while. But so is Bill O'Reilly, and
1: he has the the radio show too. Uh, so does I,
0: he? I, <laughs> does he really? And uh, number one, and this to me is where it loses all its credibility.
1: Roger fucking Ebert. I would never consider him a pundit either.
0: Again, showing how stupid Americans are because I don't think Roger Ebert's actually been on his show again in the last year and a half because he's had cancer and strokes and all this sort of shit. Yeah,
1: he's he's – what is it, Ebert and Roper now? Yeah,
0: Roper. Uh, it's usually Roper and then some other hacks sitting in with him. Now, people left off. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, obviously. Uh, Sean Hannity, guys like that, which I could give a fuck, but I think if you're gonna throw in
1: pundits, you gotta throw them up. There. They have to be in the top ten
0: again. But you're thinking, all right, likability, and the other thing about this too, this, I'm not gonna say it seems to be a little bit left leaning when you think about it, and you look at the list and you analyze the list.
1: Yeah, well, with uh, Rosie O'Donnell on there, Bill Maher, Al Franken, uh, these guys going really high. Definitely, it looks a little left leaning. Forbes did not rate personalities like Howard Stern or John Stewart because they
0: consider themselves they consider them entertainers as opposed to pundits. You know, Stephen you... Colbert should have been on this fucking list. That actually, he's number one on my uh, on my list, and then Bill Maher. Is Olberman considered a entertainer then? Because this last year he's been pretty big. I got I love Olberman and I think uh, obviously Countdown next. It's not that big of a stretch. Uh, I think that uh, Olbermann should definitely be in that top ten. He actually, Olbermann and Mar, are the answers, the left's answers. Mm. And then one of my favorite shows, too. Uh, I love Michael Wilbon, and I love PTI. And I don't know how those guys get left off of this fucking, you know, this pundit I think,
1: list. I think a lot of people look at them as very silly. I love them. Oh, but, it's, yeah, it's a great show. Now, should we be more pundit-ish? What's pundit-ish mean?
0: I don't know. I kind of feel like... I think we are in this format of next. Personally,
1: I thought you meant as a society.
0: No, I could give a fuck about that. But I'm talking about should we be more staunch as where we stand and fucking say you're wrong. Sure, where do you stand? I don't
1: have an opinion on it. Me neither.
0: See, that's the problem. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not going to sit here and make up something. If I don't have an opinion on it, I don't have an opinion on it. Bill O'Reilly was in a lot of trouble during the week of this Next Cast 9 for some comments made on his quote-unquote radio show i think it was his radio show not sure but he uh it's all explained here in this next download next download
2: you know i was up in uh harlem a few weeks ago and i actually had dinner with uh al sharpton for two seconds
0: this brings back awful memories of being in the pisser at wjfk and just hearing this being piped through the halls while we're, and everybody's just staring at each other like, what the fuck is this roadblock doing now, on from it, noon to two? It
1: doesn't make any sense. In this Why station. do we
0: go from the fastest hour to this to the best of Donna Mike? What a fucking radio roadblock.
2: Very, very interesting guy. And he comes on a factor a lot. And then I treated him to dinner um, because he's made himself available to us. And I felt that I wanted to take him up there. And we went to Sylvia's, a very famous restaurant in Harlem. I had a great time. And uh, all people up there were tremendously respectful. They all watched the factor. Uh, you know, when Sharp and I walked in, it was like big commotion and everything, but everybody was very nice. And I couldn't get over the fact that there was no difference between Sylvia's restaurant and any other restaurant in New York City. You I mean, it was, a, it was exactly the same. Even though it's run by blacks, primarily uh, <laughs> black patronship, it was the same. And that's
1: really what the
2: society is all about now here in the USA. There's no difference. There's no difference.
1: Well, obviously, you didn't know, though. I mean, it was. Exactly. uh, This is an eye opener for you. You thought you'd go in there and, uh, you know, people would be patting their heads and still eating with forks with their feet. Yeah. It's just. That's why uh, before this, he was talking about the guy who found the foot in the smoker and he's asking, you know, how is this man going to hold a spoon because he lost one of his appendages?
0: Yeah, it's really odd how there's still a segment of society that thinks, you know what? Because of the color of someone else's skin. I don't think they eat like me, even though they live in America. You know, and I don't. Th- I don't think they're exactly the same as me when it comes to dining. You know, and there's more
2: of this too.
3: Next to download.
2: You know, we there may be a cultural entertainment. People may gravitate toward different cultural entertainment, but you could add a little Italy, and you're going to have that. And nothing to do with the color of anybody's skin.
0: Again, he's shocked. Now more here's eye opener. Here's this. Play this next clip really quickly of O'Reilly. And this Next is what, to download. This is what makes this motherfucker a top three pundit in America?
2: You know, and I went to the uh, concert by Anita Baker at uh, Radio City Music Hall, and the crowd was fifty-fifty, uh, black-white, mm-hmm. and the blacks were well-dressed. Uh, and she
1: came. At- I and I always find it hilarious uh, when a monkey wears a suit. I mean, I just find it funny as hell. All
0: right, don't be racist.
1: Oh, you're doing that yeah, as Bill O'Reilly. As Bill I
2: just want to make sure. Uh, Anita Baker came out on stage and said, Look, this is a show uh, for the family. We're not going to have any profanity here. We're not going to do any uh, rapping here. <laughs> uh, the band was. Yeah, because that's uh, what I expect from
0: a Anita Baker concert. Yeah. Jesus Christ,
1: this guy's a retard. A
2: freestyle. Excellent, but they were dressed in tuxedos. And, you know, this is what um, white America does. Black doesn't people. Know. Black people know what tuxedos are.
1: Wow! They can afford them! Who would have thought it? It's wonderful. I wonder who they stole them off of. That's what uh, I'm sitting here on the factor wondering...
2: What? what say you? Particularly people who don't have a lot of interaction with black Americans. They like think you. that the culture is dominated by Twista, Ludacris, and Snoop Dogg.
3: Oh, and it's just so awful. It's just so awful because, I mean, it's literally the sewer come to the surface, and now people take it that the sewer is the whole yeah, that's story. Right. That's right!
1: And I'll tell you what, this was Anita Baker concert. I went to the bathroom, and their pants weren't dropped to their ankles like I thought they'd be. They they, they pee like grown-ups. I thought they would know
0: that you shit in a toilet and they would shit in a sink who knew black people know how to shit next
3: story number eight eight.
0: manscaping on the rise as taboos fade men of all types starting to groom eyebrows nails and bodies uh dubs it seems like more and more guys are down with visiting spas and it's not even just preteens anymore it's great grandpas all works of life according to this survey That are going in and being spa goers, essentially. My question to you is Would you ever get your father a spa day for Father's Day?
1: I would never get it for my father, but I'd love to get it myself. I would, yeah, mostly because I don't have a chick right now. And one thing I do miss. Is when I'm tight and you know, like there's knots and everything, I can't. When have you're tight, her. she sticks her fist in your asshole. Well, that or not a whole fist, three fingers, but uh, yeah, I don't have a girl to rub my shoulders or my arms or anything when I'm sore. So I would like to go to a spa and you know just get the rub down one day.
0: Right, I could not ever imagine getting my father a spa day. I truly think he would, uh, he would spit on me
5: and really? say,
0: get this out of here, you sissy. I also, too, would not ever want one either. Not? I'm not comfortable enough with my body. I don't want other people touching me, and I'm kind of hairy. you got to get over that. What are you, 12? So I don't think I'd want to be in a spa walking. I don't like walking around at the gym uh shirtless so i don't think i could have be at a spa day you should day. never be
1: walking around the gym shirtless you
0: should have no, a i'm little... talking about like, like a gym like restroom or something you know like a locker room i can't even do that so i don't think i could go to a spa day it's not necessarily in my uh in my repertoire of things that i want to do um grooming professionals say that if men could get past the first experience at the spa usually they're sold ironically enough It's the same thing for giving another guy a (laughs) blowjob.
1: First time, you know, just imagine a finger for the first time. You know, it it, it tastes the same. It smells the same. Now, after that, you know, you can open your eyes and know this thing is going to uh, spit, and you'll be fine with it.
0: (laughs) Typically, uh, guys will start with the massage, then go into manicures, pedicures, waxing, facials, and then before you know it hand jobs so <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's this progression you know what i mean and what like they say after the first time guys are sold
1: now you and i had an odd, odd experience this week where i cut your hair yeah i really can't afford a haircut right now that's how poor i am so i said Hefe, you have uh, clippers and everything your chick cuts your hair you have good enough equipment mind cutting my hair like I say, I did a bang-up job. You
0: did. You did well. It was odd being in that small little bathroom with you shirtless, though, and me touching the back <laughs> of your head as I'm uh, cutting your hair.
1: Well, I, I, I noticed every few uh, minutes you would grab my ears, and I'd have to smack him away and say, hey, I got this. The problem with me
0: manscaping, let's say, because sometimes with those very same clippers, mm-hmm. I'll shave my ball
1: sack. You gotta stop shaving, man. You gotta stop shaving the ball sack. I got nair for men underneath the sink. Use that. It tingles and burns for a little bit, but it works magic.
0: But what I end up doing though is once I get started on my ball sack, mm-hmm. I gotta keep going. So I'm ball sack to pubic area, to belly, to chest, to triceps, to back. All of a sudden, before I know it, I've literally played shaved off two pounds of hair every quarter does it get itchy yeah it's itchy right now and i'm about due for my third
1: quarter shaving let me show you something here Okay, i got another room but uh
0: no i don't want to see i've got dude, the, i've got the hitler we got mustache the cam- we got the camera i've going. got the hitler mustache i don't want right to see it i'm not interested i don't fucking care whatever there are people actually here from where we record this Come on, next just roll, 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 roll i'm not interested go away dude, i got the taint too what
4: next,
5: next. story number seven
0: U.S. adults spend less time having sex. Not only do U.S. adults have sex less frequently than almost everyone else in the world, they spend less time doing doing it, according to a worldwide survey. Before we move on, why do you think so, Dubs?
1: Well, we tend to be busy, and we tend to hate our spouses, so that'd probably be it. And it it does make sense that uh, we're having sex less frequently, so it will be quicker when we do have sex, so that... That kind of goes hands itself. in hand yeah even self out but the uh the less sex i would say yeah we american women for some reason have it in their heads that everything has to have a schedule even sex and you know if it's going to be scheduled they they are only going to do it once a week you know just like grocery shop and you're only going to do that once a week you don't want to go back to the store over and over again so when they write it in on their itinerary they're going to write it in sunday at uh 9:30 before entourage <laughs> i know from experience
0: uh Direct sexual well-being global survey said americans have sex just 85 times a year that's once every 4.3 days well below the global pace of 103 times or about or about once every three point five days, Americans on average spend about fifty seven minutes per week having sex about fourteen minutes below the global average. Where do you size up personally on that? Well, when was the last time you had sex? It's been a little
1: while i'm- I yeah. imagine, i can not really put my finger on it. um probably a couple of months. Wow, why? Okay, well, that's part of the problem.
0: Yeah, I yeah, got a bunch of fucking yeah. I got a bunch of That's why you sitting there with the fucking nerve because at least you get some
1: tingling on I'm your balls. Pooping white right now. It's going out that way.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, me and my chick, we probably are a little, probably more on the three point five days as opposed. That's to not bad on the global scale. I think we fall in normally about that. As far as the number of minutes, I think I'm a little bit more American with 57 minutes per week. It's not usually long sessions because a how lot much, of
1: th- uh, foreplay. You guys doing minimal? <laughs> like how long? Like how long? Like I, I'm I'm trying to find out about five actu- minutes. All right, actual intercourse though, per sessions, what 15 minutes then? Yeah, probably about 15. All right. I'd say I'm right about
0: there. So Yeah, somewhere along those lines. It's about 20, 25 minutes usually, which I guess isn't
1: awful. No, you got you got shit to do. Exactly. Uh, U.S.
0: adults in the bedroom, 69% said they had oral sex. Get it. Uh, 62% said they had a sensual massage. 42% said they enjoyed sexual fantasies. Uh, for me, it's just the oral. Like, I don't get into the fucking massaging or the fantasies or any of that shit so far. of U.S. adults expect that lovers will become more experimental in the future, and 57% look forward to people being more sexually active uh, for longer in the years to come. Now, what's interesting, that that number seems low as far as being experimental. Like, only 50% of people think, all right, we're going to be doing something different in the future, because... Otherwise, like,
1: what's the point? You know, I think you're always going to try to introduce something new at some point. Oh, yeah. And uh, here's the thing. You can't start off too hardcore with your with your new chick. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, after two years or something, that hardcore stuff isn't going to be hardcore anymore. So what are you going to do? You're going to have her throw on a football helmet and fuck you with a strap on. It's <laughs> it, it, It's going to get progressively worse until it gets gay. <laughs> what? That's only for you, dude. That's only for I'm you. I'm just saying you got to you got to start you have to start off slow so the new stuff isn't extreme when you're doing it. Here's
0: the one thing that I find interesting overall about this survey really quickly.
1: It's odd that
0: we spend more time thinking about sex, talking about sex and pursuing sex than actually doing it you know, i mean i know it makes sense because you can't fuck as much as you talk about it but it's almost like we talk a good game but when it really comes down to sex we're not as interested as we like people to think we are
1: well i mean it's just like any you know, say when Lost comes back and all week that new episode is hyped and then it's just that one little hour. That's all you get out of it. I mean, it, it really doesn't even out for how much it's just been talked of. So is life more than about the anticipation of oh, stuff than the actual payoff? Oh, yeah. Def- I, I think the anticipation sometimes can be the best part.
0: I'm with you. I mean, the more you, know, the more that we talk about it, the more we actually discuss it. You could actually be right. Because it is. there's something about the pursuit of a chick that's incredibly hot. Then once you get her...
1: Yeah, interest after,
0: begins to wane a little
1: bit. Yeah, after you conquer something. It's just like a video game. You know, you beat the video game. How many times are you going to go back and beat Zelda? You know, it, it loses flavor after you fuck Ganon up once. You might want to do it one more time and see if you can do it quicker, but you aren't going to do it over and over but again. But here's what's interesting. Here's the exact opposite. Masturbating. I mean, thinking about...
0: Like, as soon as you think, oh, man, I want to beat my dick, you go and you do it, and I think you enjoy the act of masturbation a lot more like you're enjoying the payoff more from masturbation than the lead up, which is odd. I think we're all secretly gay
1: because we all just want to be with ourselves. No, I, because there's no real conquering when it comes to masturbation. Fuck that, M- man. No, I've because, had limp dick no. before that I had to conquer. Be- because if you remember when you were a kid, the anticipation of masturbation was great. You're like, you're like, fuck, my mom's going to be leaving in about two hours to go uh, uh, down to Blockbuster, she'll be gone for twenty five minutes. That's a perfect amount of time. I can't wait. 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 And then, you know, you're just waiting there, getting more and more worked up. And when you do it, yes, as it soon was as you there. see your headlights leave and go down the block, you're
0: already coming.
1: Oh yeah, I, I, I'd be jacking off in my head next to the window, waiting for the lights to come back in, just in case like they forgot uh, a, a buck. Could you at least agree, though, that it flips then when you become an adult? Oh, yeah, without a doubt, because you have, uh, you know, just free reign to your cock. When before, you were kind of shackled away from it when your mom was home.
0: (laughs) Once again, it's more... You
1: you already took one shower that day. She's going to know what's up if you take another one.
0: It's more about cock than it is pussy, ironically enough. Next. 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 What's next? It next cast NextCast9. Coming up on story number six. And, of course, making our way to number one, MySpace.com slash radio. Upcoming boy survives airplane flight on the outside. Fucking cool. And then life is short, have an affair. Words to live by. That's next. With us, I'll have fan J-Dubs. Next cast nine, MySpace.com slash NextRadio. radio
5: is the Noid. He loves to ruin your pizza. If you've ever gotten cold pizza, a squash pizza, or pizza that just wasn't right, the Noid did it. or a Domino's Pizza, we avoid the Noid. So when you want hot, delicious quality pizza delivered in less than 30 minutes, Domino's Pizza delivers. One call does it all you <laughs> I wanted to
3: continue Talking with someone shit. in the world and you let's go yeah, yeah. somewhere nice. right now Kevin alright you you kick it off somewhere in the world right now there's a black guy right yeah uh, he's DVD recording VHS recordings of family members I like that somewhere in the world right now there is an 83 year old man wearing a Freddy mask in the early 90s because he still loves films and loves Halloween right? somewhere in the world right now there's a fucking blonde chick and she's dipping her hair in peanut butter and she doesn't know why somewhere in the world I right don't... now there is a 13 year old male getting three lines shaved on each side of his head. somewhere in the world right now now, there's this guy that fucking likes the net so much, he fucking <laughs> killed his parents over that shit. Somewhere right now, there is a kid between 12 and 16, microwaving an orange so that he may stick his penis inside of it. Somewhere in the world right now, there's a very poor family who cannot afford toys for their children, so the kid lives with animal crackers. Oh, dude,
0: that's what... And he what... can't
3: resist eating them. Somewhere in the world right now... a fight is about to begin because somebody accidentally leaned on a motorcycle and knocked over five of Somewhere in the world right now, there's this guy, right? And he has a fucking picture of Leonardo DiCaprio. Cut the butt hole out, and he cut the wall out, so he fucks the real picture. <laughs> the yeah, top. nice. <laughs> Alright, and with that, uh, don't let them force feed you. MySpace.com slash radio for more Jim and them, and we hit the run. Real
2: real Kim! Kim! I'm it. That was I'm great. It. Chick realizes women come in all shapes and sizes. That's why jeans by Chick are proportioned to fit from leg to waist, hip to hip. Whether you're a sweet petite, long and lean or in between.
6: Don't you know? Chick's got your jeans. Chick jeans
2: in 27 sizes, because Chick realizes that jeans should come in all shapes and sizes. Get a free Chick Jack with purchase.
5: You don't want to sleep with the fishes. You want to stay on the Don's good side. You better listen to the Don. Because if you aren't listening to the Stugatz Experience, you better have a friend start your car. Kapish. The Don Stugat's
3: Experience. Sundays from 5 to 7 p.m. Only on thereisnoradio.com.
2: Prepare thyself well, Dragon Warrior. Thy most challenging quest ever awaits. Go with speed, but go with patience. Seek out an arsenal, a dragon scale, a torch, and magic herbs. Use wisdom and cunning to choose thy commands, for the Dragon Lord is a fierce rival. Horrible and treacherous minions all guard the evil one's island. Are they ready, young one?
5: Yes, King Lord!
2: And so begins a new epic Dragon Warrior. Nintendo! C.T. and Jiven. When should the
3: plug be pulled on a critically ill astronaut? Day he- <laughs> the day they sneeze. The day they sneeze. If
0: I see a rash, I'm talking you into going to pick up my pen in the ejection pod. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're you're out. Go help Bill out in the airlock. He, he needs some help.
3: CT and Jiven. I'm CT. I am Jiven. You can check us out online, C T A N D J I V I N. dot ncom CT and Jivin. So happy. So
5: happy. next Next
0: is now. Welcome back to NextCast9. If you get a chance, definitely download and listen to the other shows uh, for uh, the promos, for which the promos you hear Mm. during the breaks.
1: A lot of really cool people doing some good podcasts.
0: Definitely. Quick shout-out and a plug for our boys. The whole reason we're actually doing this, the guy that was like, dude, get off your ass and do it, amazingly enough. Because he's a lazy bum. Yeah. Shafee uh, was doing his, he brought back the skank shift on a uh, podcast version, Skankisodes. Did about five and said, fuck it, I'm going to go to Atlanta. And do mornings. Project 961. I don't know. They had a good thing going with the skank shift, but whatever. Uh, but he's teaming up with our former co-worker, a couple of good buddies of ours. Uh, the Giant Show with Shafee, uh, Giant Brian. Uh, Is that to- what they're calling it? Yeah, it's, sh- okay. it's going to be the giant show, I believe, on Project 961, uh, project961.com. And that begins this week. So give it a chance. Uh, give it a listen in the morning. And I look for the podcasts and stuff, too, of their show because I think you guys will really – if you dig us, you're going to dig them, no doubt about it. So uh, go give that a listen as well. Dubs, time for number six. Story. Story number six
3: next to download. A billboard is the talk of the town in West Hollywood. It says life is short, have an affair. Police who live there say they want it torn down because it's sending a bad message and promoting cheating. The billboard is advertising a dating service, AshleyMadison.com. The company's owner says people who are going to cheat will do it with or without her billboard.
1: Or with out anything or with anything people are going to cheat everybody will and anybody who says they aren't going to just haven't had the option the really good option
0: yeah this website promotes married couples having an affair and being unfaithful uh, to their life partner and the thing about this is this week you and I watched the movie I Think I Love My Wife with Which Chris Rock. I was
1: very, very pleasantly surprised with. I really liked it, and uh, I thought it was going to be more of a comedy than a drama comedy, kind of. I, yeah, I don't know what to kind of label it as, but it was a better actual movie, you know, yeah, as a film.
0: I didn't like that movie because it kind of really reminded me of my life. Uh, WJFK and elsewhere
1: I just don't like his decision at the end
0: (laughs) it's very douche chill basically not to ruin it for you but guy been married going through the whole thing Uh, someone comes into his life and he kind of starts hanging out with her and it's that Is battle. A yeah, it's a friend. Yeah, it's that battle of it's a friend. It's not. But I'm doing things. I'm not telling my wife and blah blah blah. And, I want to fuck her, but I don't. And blah, etc. etc. It's a good movie. Yeah. I couldn't watch it though. It gave me douche chills. and I'm like, holy shit. I've been there. I've done that. And I, to me, watching that and having lived through that real. I told you, anytime I feel like I want to cheat again, just pop that movie in,
1: and it'll fucking set me straight. See, you are more like uh, the Chris Rock character in that movie. I'm more like the Steve Buscemi of that movie.
0: Basically... The guy that doesn't give a fuck, Steve Bushimi dubs, as opposed to the guy who's torn and in you know, always wanting, you know, friendships and things lacking and blah blah blah. Because my Chris in- Rock Hefe.
1: My indiscretions during my relationship I would never classify as indiscretions because I never got caught. And it doesn't really matter to me at that point. The only time it'll matter to me is if I get caught.
0: Uh, we do have a next download of an interview of the guy from the website and a CNN. So we'll roll, roll through this one real fast.
3: Next to download.
6: How is this billboard not encouraging infidelity?
4: Well, I mean, I think you know, no matter when it comes to something like infidelity, it's very difficult to encourage somebody to do it. And just because it's advertised doesn't necessarily mean that somebody is, is you know, suddenly going to act outside their moral code. And I think what something like a billboard does in this circumstance is it really tests, you know, our willingness to be tolerant and uh, open and transparent as a society and to accept things that even though they may necessarily be distasteful to us. Jesus,
1: calm down,
0: man. Yeah, bullshit, because here's the thing. You see something that says life is short, have an affair. You're like, you know what? Life is short. Why am I just fucking one chick when there are, you know, possibly 4 billion other chicks on the planet that I got to be fucking.
1: You know, I don't know if people are going to see it as, you know, they've never thought of it before and they see this and they're going to be like, "Wow, you're, th- this thing has opened up a whole new door to me." But if they're teetering on that edge, you're going to look at that and go, "This is a fucking sign. Yeah. I got to go <laughs> fuck that chick. God is telling me by putting this thing right in front of me." I got to go bang the slut. Not too long ago,
0: there was a story, actually, when you and I were up in Atlanta, Project 961, of life is short, get a divorce.
1: Yeah, that was a divorce lawyer putting that one up. So,
0: again, it's true, but it's, all right, life is short, do you want to do this? And you're right, if you're already teetering, you're like, fuck yeah, there aren't truer words, and... Uh, I, bu- I buy into the divorce one. I don't know about the affair one. Again, having gone through all that shit, I do buy it. Take
4: it—the truth. And so, the reality is that people cheat, people stray.
6: People do cheat, people stray, and it ruins lives. It ruins families. So wow. why then put up a billboard that says, Some "Hey, let's do you- it"?
4: Well, I mean, we feel that if you know you're somebody who's looking to have an affair, and um, you know you're having. Um, you know some uh, I, I guess basically when it comes down to when you're you know when you're having that anxiousness and you're in a fair waiting to happen you shouldn't feel bad about that you know you shouldn't wait 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 be able you shouldn't to, feel uh, bad
6: about cheating on your spouse or your partner
4: well people are going to cheat no matter what anyway and if you are having those feelings you should be able to know where you can go where you can meet like-minded people where you can potentially even you know, find people who are going to sympathize with you, somebody who is going to commiserate By with you. By the
0: way, the funny thing about this website, is they throw up a little stat during this, 85% of the users are dudes. Of course, and yeah. They, and I would have to say another 10% are probably dudes pretending to be chicks. And then another 2% are wives looking for husbands. So there's probably 3% of the people on that fucking website are chicks looking to get
1: fucked. I mean, that's better odds than going to a sports bar. So you're. It's about on
4: par, you're right. So you're good. And you should be able to, you know, have that opportunity to go down that path. You can always bail if you want to bail, but you shouldn't be made to feel bad about feeling, you know, the way that you do at the time. But
6: wouldn't it be better off to talk to your spouse or your partner and say, hey, you know what, I'm having these feelings.
1: Maybe this relationship. Does this bitch live in the real world? There's no way you can have that conversation. Hey, I'm thinking about cheating. That, that just uh, you're going to be fucked over. Then might as well just cheat. Get the pleasure out of getting yelled at, dude. I, I'm still paying for the fact that I actually brought up to my girlfriend, "Hey,
0: I'll propose to you tomorrow if you say you're into three ways. I'll propose to you tomorrow." I'm still paying for for that fucking conversation. And I'm like, "Hey, let me try to be honest." Yeah, no, never be honest.
1: No. Honesty sucks.
6: Chip is not the right thing for me. Instead of saying, "Oh, there's a website where I could just do all this," you know, under 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 secrecy
4: know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you are having problems, in, you know, in your relationship, if you feel that um, you know the cracks are showing, you should speak to your spouse. You should even get counseling. Ashley Madison is more of a last resort. If you think you're in a fair waiting to happen, if you know that this is you, then you know by all means, AshleyMadison.com would be the place to start.
6: Okay, but you know, there's a little contradiction there. What you say? So you agree that yes, this is this is not a good thing for a relationship. Uh, but yet you develop this website. You say it's a last resort. So basically, this is just all about money.
4: Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's a truism. It's just it's part of who we are. We're flawed as humans. What's wrong
1: with making money? I mean, these people that go on there, they know what they're going on there for. And guess what? Why are you having him on your show? Because you can fucking say. The guy
0: who runs the website to put up the billboard is going to be on my CNN show. Watch so you can get ratings, so that you can get advertisers, so you can get money. Mm -hmm. It's It's all about
1: money. Everything's about money. So don't even fucking pretend
4: to be on your high horse. Human beings, you know, monogamy has never worked in society in many respects and in many regards. It doesn't deserve to be upheld as a social value. So we just want to call it as it is. We don't want to couch the message. We don't want to pretend it to be something that it truly isn't people stray that's all there is to it and we just want to let them know for those who are feeling that way those who are having the life of quiet misery those who feel that you know people life can't of quiet misery, their shoes like even that. With, two pair of feet, here's where you go to start
6: it's an interesting take darren morgenstern thanks
4: thank you
0: um best place to find a potential cheating partner
1: <sighs> uh, the internet's not bad Because, you know, you can be quite honest with the chick without her knowing who you are at first. Right. So it relieves some of that kind of, all right, am I honest with this chick? And if if I am and she gets pissed, is she going to run to my my chick? Because she doesn't know who my chick is. She doesn't even know who I am, really. So the internet's not a bad place for it. Um, Any circle of friends, really. I mean, where they, yeah, whenever you can find someone that already trusts you, you trust them. Are there's, you fucking my chick? No. I'm not fucking your chick. Because that's
0: the first thing that came into mind when really? I fuck when you say circle of friends, there's three of us. We're <laughs> the only friends and our animals.
1: Well, uh, I'm You're not- either fucking my chick or my brand new cat, Maggie Mae. Hey, why limit to one? Huh? Why limit to one in your mind? Next, Next story number five.
3: Next.
1: Paralyzed
0: shooting victim must decide whether to live or die. The guy's name is Darren Dieter. He's 24, and he was shot as he sat outside of his uh, outside of a restaurant uh, during the past weekend. The bullet shattered his spinal cord, and he can only communicate by blinking and moving his head. Doctors told the family Dieter will not be able to move, and he will have to breathe on a respirator for the rest of his life. Dieter must make the decision whether he wants to live or not. So apparently, the guy has enough brain function yeah, to understand. Functional. What's going on? But he doesn't have that involuntary process of breathing and things
1: like that, which basically the only thing in his body that's working is his brain. But not even completely. It's like his his thought process,
0: like that that part seems his to consciousness
1: be fun- is really and for some reason he can still use his eyes because he can blink
0: right because that's that's voluntary, but it's the involuntary part of his body. Because when you think about it. It's the involuntary stuff that keeps you alive. The fucking, you know, your heart knows to keep beating because the brain tells it to. You know, uh,
1: blinking isn't involuntary. It isn't voluntary. That's involuntary. You blink no matter what. But you can also force it to do yeah. it. Yeah.
0: You know, you can't force your heart to stop True. beating, that kind of stuff. This is a fuck. We had another one like this, kind of the autopsy guy. This is a fucking Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, you know,
1: fucked up scenario. It's- You know, this guy could be in a lot of pain, and imagine being in that much pain with a broken back and all this stuff happening to you and not being able to scream, not being able to show any kind of emotion at all. What about the flip side? What if he's fine? What
0: if he's just like fucking, like it's laying on pillow? Like he, what if he genuinely doesn't feel anything? Because part of the involuntary thing is, you know...
1: Nerve endings pain.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that kind of stuff. So what if he just doesn't feel anything... And he's just hanging out like he's a, fu- he's a fucking computer,
1: you know? That would still suck, though. I mean, you know, wanting... yeah Because even if you're fine, you know, physically, and you you like you don't feel any pain physically that's happening to you, you still have wants and needs and everything, and, uh, you know, just... You, you're going to want to move something, or and you can't. You know, you just can't move anything. Is, is life worth living to stick around to watch The End of Lost? Yeah, I you- would want to <laughs> be kept on the respirators... Foot that uh, hospital bill until lost is over. Give me four years.
0: And there you go. And then, you know I'm done with it. I'm fine. But I got to stick around and see what's going to happen on Mori tomorrow. Because he teased me. And they're going to have little fat babies on, and, and I got to see the fat babies.
1: I love the fat babies because they bring them in, and they put them in that green room, and give them SpaghettiOs and no forks. <laughs> and they just cover their faces in, uh, in uh, canned meat. But you know what? That
0: would fucking drive me nuts because you'd never be able to eat again. Everything's through a fucking IV, mm-hmm. so you never
1: get the You never get to taste food again. You never get you to have sex again. You would still know that
0: taste. You know? Here's what would probably be the worst part if you decided to stay alive. Watching people slowly lose interest in you. Yeah. Few, like Just like you're in jail. People, they visit less and less and less.
1: Oh, right when it first happens, everybody's mourning. It's terrific. You know, you're like, wow, so many people care about me. Uh, give it, I would say, four or five months. A lot less people care. Oh, it doesn't
0: matter if you're fucking, you know, 10 years from there. No, And your fucking parents die off. And it's just you and the nurse who hates you and, like, comes yeah. in and, Pinches you and shit just because you can't feel it. You know what I
1: mean? And he is just pissed off because she has to keep on cleaning that diaper of yours. Now, here's the other thing, though. Do you stay alive
0: thinking, you know what? Maybe in ten years, maybe in five years, there will be medical advancements. Maybe stem cell research, and they could put my ass back together again. That's
1: ten, five years of really not existing like existing but not you know you got television you got plenty of time you got fucking podcasts yeah but you got television but no remote how are you gonna flip that fucking channel you're gonna be stuck on lifetime because that dumb bitch nurse came in and wanted to watch the movie of the week and forgot to flip it back for you you
0: just sitting there learning about natural cures the government doesn't want to tell you about and you're <laughs> fucking reciting it in your head over and over and over again what'd you do it dubs
1: i don't know if i could get off myself Period, it would be really tough for me. I, I think I, I think I just fucking sit there like a fucking like a fry, like a
0: vegetable. I'm I, just gonna sit there and I'm just gonna fucking watch TV and I'm not gonna worry about bringing in a paycheck. Know, I, I
1: would probably blink once to stay alive for like the first week. Think yeah, this ain't that bad. But you know, just like sitting on the beach. After about eight nine months, fuck this. This isn't worth it anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, because when we first got fired, we we're like, ah, this is great. It's a vacation. Awesome. Now we're like, holy fucking shit. Fuck radio. Fuck all this. I'm moving to Canada. I want health care. Story number
4: four. Four. four.
0: Why grandpa says inappropriate things. All right, pretty much overall, it's understood that old people are racist. Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever reasons, they just tend to be more racist than younger people. A lot of people believe it's because they're brought up in times where being politically correct just wasn't the norm. Yeah, I would say that would probably be the reason. However, according to a study in the uh, October issue of the Journal of Current Directions in Psychological Science... i got to pick that up. I mean,
1: I have missed the last couple issues, but this one sounds fantastic.
0: Many people harbor unintentional and even unconscious stereotypical thoughts such as ethnic or racial group X is blank. Fill in the choice with uh, your, you know, your choice of an adjective. You know, fill in the blank with your choice of an adjective. So basically, you know, subconsciously, just whenever you, you think about race, if it's not yours, or maybe even if it is yours, you just think something bad about them for whatever
1: reason. It's just nuisance. They, it's it's Leech. In,
0: It's ingrained. Now this all goes into the frontal cortex. Bad
1: quarterbacks.
0: It's in the frontal cortex, which is essentially a side of the brain uh, that acts to inhibit unwanted thoughts or behaviors. All right, not to get too scientific on you. But they say what part of the problem is is that older adults are more prejudiced because they can no longer inhibit their unintentional uh, activated stereotypes. Essentially, as they get older, that frontal cortex begins to wear down. So the whole part about censoring yourself and stuff like that. You can't really do it as well it, anymore.
1: It, yeah, you don't do it as well anymore. So, so it, And that'll stay true for us, too, probably. Then as we get older, we'll get more racist, which is odd for me because I was really racist as a kid Oh, yeah, just because of well, you my know environment. All, who isn't, though? A
0: lot of times, like as a kid, when you're very first a kid... Race doesn't mean anything to you, for the most part, if you've grown around diversity. Then you kind of go into your cliques, and I'll even admit at some point I was racist. I mean, I was a self-hating Mexican for the longest time, and there were times when I (laughs) I was around a whole bunch of rednecks on the baseball team, and they were dropping in bombs, so i drop an bomb. you know what I mean, just to fit in. And then later on, you know, you become ashamed of that whole thing, and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking, and that kind of stuff. But you're right. You wonder if later on that whole what the fuck was I thinking that wears away because your frontal cortex says, I oh, don't worry about it anymore. You're old. It's not that big a deal or it just fucking wears away and you can't you know, control those, those uh, essentially that loss of inhibition mm-hmm. that results from that. They also say, too, that may actually be why other unhealthy behaviors pop up in older people. So, like, you know, an old person will just sit around and fart and not give a fuck. He's like, fuck you guys, whatever. You know what I mean? Or you've seen an old guy that will just walk around with a heart on. Yeah, yeah. And what are you going to do about it? But yeah. it's, that's more of, like, a frontal cortex of,
1: I don't give a fuck. I got a heart on. What do you want me to do? Yeah, my grandpa was the guy who would fart and not really care. My grandma is, too. Uh, my uh, my grandpa, you know, great guy, but he would, you know, when, we went, when me and my friends went to Mardi Gras, he, uh, his one bit of advice is watch out for the cards. And... <laughs> that's the only advice he gave me when i went down there <laughs> and it caught me by surprise you're probably sad that he died before katrina because he'd have been so happy huh oh yeah i mean uh, you know it, it's you have called it uh, uh hurricane bleach because it took the color away you're such an <laughs>
0: asshole you're such a please tell me you stole that from somewhere nope. and you didn't just make that up <laughs> I just made it up holy <laughs> christ how your brain works another thing all people would do is just grab an ass or a titty you know oh it, yeah oops yeah.
1: you know and they just start. No, they pinching. don't even say oops they just you know do it and nod and like yep i did it and it's like you see fucking sweet
0: old grandpa what the fuck are you gonna do so that's the scientific you know explanation you know more than likely they grew up in an era where it wasn't necessarily that's like the social part of it wasn't socially unacceptable to drop an n-bomb and as they get older their brain's like, fuck it, doesn't matter anymore. And they, they can't control, can't control your fucking bladder. How am I going to control you from dropping an M-bomb? Story
2: number three. Next. Tom Cruise
0: is building a bunker to protect against an alien attack. This is according to Star Magazine. I believe it. Apparently, he is uh, fearful, fearful. That Zenu is plotting an evil revenge attack on Earth. Of course,
1: oh good God.
0: Tom Cruise is a big follower of Scientology. Here is the problem with Scientology, as far it's as foolish, no, nah, it's silly. Uh, no, no, no. Because I'll explain it in a second. I think they need to change the name of it because Scientology sounds like a college course, mm-hmm. which therefore makes it sound more like a theory. It makes it sound more legit, you know. It does, you know, as opposed to like Christianity or Islam. Or, or anything else? Scientology, sociology, psychology, uh, psychology—that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds more like a fucking like Scientology 301. You know, your junior level class. I think that's part of the reason why people can't rap Like Mormons, like what the fuck? What is that? But if it was you know Mormonology, people oh, that's fucking stupid. Yet for some reason, you know, Mitt Romney's taken as you know somewhat legitimate because it doesn't have that ology on the end of it. Now, going back to this, according to Star Magazine, Tom is planning to build a ten million dollar bunker under one of his estates. It's a self-contained underground shelter with high-tech air purifying shelter. Uh, uh, as far as like it's, it's it's able to purify air and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I have enough room for ten people. A spokesperson for the uh, for the actor says this is all completely bullshit. My fucking
1: angle on this is why the fuck wouldn't you if you're tom cruise right if you you can afford it i mean you might as well have an out strategy for any kind of possibility you got all that money i'd fucking spend it on that especially if it's something you're genuinely afraid of if you're a scientologist won't you be spared in this whole attack from the aliens because you are a believer and you're spreading the word of their alienism. I don't know. This who- is so fucking stupid that we're even talking about this. And I know Scientology they get really their they're panties in a wad when you start talking bad about their religion. But it, I think it's probably equally as stupid as any other religion. Well that was going to be my point. So he thinks
0: is going to come back and attack Earth or whatever. And I don't even know who's good or bad and I honestly could give two fucks. But what's interesting to me is how is this any different or any more loony than Christ coming back and taking his followers away in the rapture? And then
1: what's going to happen afterwards? The wonderful thing is if you had that uh, fairy dust sprinkled on you, or as they call it, holy water, uh, you're fine. You're saved. And isn't that, you know, if, if you heard of a religion that says this will be sprinkled on your head and then magically it takes your sins away, it would seem stupid to you, but now since we've grown up around holy water, right, it makes it so much special.
0: But that's what I'm saying. Like, what if some guy just said, "I'm going to make a 10
1: million dollars,
0: you know, bunker that's going to protect me after the rapture, so I can hide in there and live out the rest of my life while the apocalypse is going on." For some reason, that's more
1: rational... I'd I'd call it my Christ cabin.
0: ...than building a
1: fucking, you know, one of these things. Why is one okay Uh, and the other one's not? And why are you uh, protecting yourself from a TV? You know, I have a Zenith. that doesn't need me to... Zenu. Oh, oh.
4: Next, with El Jefe and j Dubs. What's next?
0: We'll do up a complete recap. Tell you what wasn't worthy. We'll give you stories number two and number one. That's Next. With us, LHF and J-Dubs. Next nine. MySpace.com slash Next Radio.
3: The greatest battle in the history of the universe is about to begin. The Roulons! They're about to attack! Quickly, we'll have to trap them in the canyon. The Demetritons are harmless. The clever Dino Riders seal off the escape route. It's up to you, Commandos. Now! Leaping into the path of the thundering giants, the
5: Commandos close off the front of the pass. Blast them to bits, Admin.
3: Put this in your Easter basket, Krulos. Don't forget
5: to ride home, Rulans! The Dino Riders put on the vanishing touches. But Krulos escapes on Tyrannosaurus Rex. Look out! Sky! The Stegosaurus! Take this, lizard lips! be back, Christi.
3: The battle is over, but the action's just beginning with a complete Dino Riders collection! Dino Riders! They're despicable. The only magic in AIDS is Johnson.
5: <laughs> They're disgusting.
3: All I feel as my right hand is cupping my backside is it filling up with, uh... with, with gooey goodness. <laughs> And their mama's boys?
6: Hi, sweetheart. Oh, God, you're not helping here. Not only do I suck, but I'm a
3: puss, too. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the classiest men in radio are back. The Richard Manton Show at www.richandmanton.com
5: Shira and I want to talk to you about something that's very personal, your body. Remember, it's your body and no one should touch you in a way that you feel is wrong. I'll get anybody who tries it. It's not that easy, Orko. It's hard for a young person to admit that he or she has been touched in a bad way. If you've been touched that way, don't be ashamed. Tell someone you trust, like your parents, your doctor, your teacher, or counselor, or your minister or rabbi. Right, Orko? Right on! So, I was listening to Real Kid Radio, and it's like the biggest
4: word I've ever heard. It's offensive
3: to blacks, whites, women, and everyone in between. Fuck them! Fuck them! Jim and Jim! I'm Jim. It's me, I'm Jim. I'm gonna be the
1: next fucking Monday to King. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're them, Jake and Brandon. Brandon Black. So Jake gets angry. What are you- Go ahead. Sorry, I don't... Go ahead like, and tell me how I get angry. Like, what I have never gone out with a girl that I haven't had
0: sex with already. If you are if you were ever at a party and a girl's like, Yeah, I never really had a dad. I'd always be like, <laughs> Yeah, I'll definitely have sex with you tonight. <laughs> I'm not battling any demons because
3: I think that some men are beautiful. It's because the earth should be spinning. might as well be spinning on a penis. The Brandon, they come house two Okay, why don't you just for Listen, hours. if the cops did come, I would jump on one of the banisters like the high things, and I would jack off and skeet on them. That's that's her punchline for everything. Hey Brandon, what's up? Hurricane Katrina! Brandon, what are you doing later? That's my excuse. tech killer! <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny though. Probably jack off like nine or ten times, I like, think. like, if like the moon was here, like I don't want to grab it, fuck it.
1: <laughs> Jim and them are the
3: biggest assholes, they can go fuck themselves.
0: This is Jake. Go to JimandThem.com.
5: Eddie Money can't hold back. You can't get enough. Eddie Money can't hold back.
3: Including the new Eddie Money hit with Ronnie Spector, Take Me Home Tonight, the album that's
5: everything you've been expecting and more on Columbia.
3: when you cross God Zero. <laughs> Siegfried
5: and Roy. <laughs> and the martini. Shaken, not stirred. Soma Cow
2: Huh?
5: Ask a stupid question, get a stupid answer. <laughs> stupid bitch. somacow.com
3: Girl.
6: <laughs>
2: Next. Next.
6: next Not next-worthy. Here are some stories that didn't make the cut, but are worth a mention.
0: Next Cast 9, Head Fan Dubs, MySpace.com slash Next Radio. Didn't make the cut this week. Wanted to talk about it, because Dubs and I are pet owners and lovers. Mm -hmm. There was an article on CNN.com about are you loving your pet too much and essentially overfeeding your pet? Nope. And everything that... uh, you do wrong and then trying to get it right and uh yeah we're both guilty uh you probably more so than me
1: i don't know about that
0: well the big thing with you as a dog owner is that you were really bad for a while you have gotten better but your fucking dog would eat anything and everything that you ate pizzas philly cheesesteak ice cream candy uh I, monster I, energy drink i
1: never really fed her that much candy or i never gave her a monster either for me i think you sound like a psycho now
0: I leave out just too much food for my cats.
1: But um,
0: but there was a whole thing through that. But nonetheless, it is weird because you love an animal and you figure, all right, let me love it by feeding it.
1: And it, it seems so happy when you're feeding it. Look, it, it just smiles at you. you know what? Out. We're
0: no better than those fucking parents on mooring that figure that's the best way to fucking feed their kids with cans and cans of SpaghettiOs. Now you're close to being the same. Which, by the way, oddly enough, SpaghettiOs sound great right it now. It does cancer leads to divorce specific cancer testicular and ovarian basically cutting down sex
1: Uh, people end up getting divorces what do you find worse you find out your chick has ovarian cancer and you leave her or someone leaves a spouse that's in Iraq
0: it's not a foregone conclusion that someone in Iraq is going to die so I think the cancer is worse because they have a death sentence, and you're not even going to stick it around to the very end. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's the only—I think the fucking Iraq thing is deplorable, but I think just along those lines, that's probably where it is worst. Duke apologizes to the lacrosse players for not standing by their side, um, which is cool that they kind of stood up. And I love the fact that the guy, Nifong, that— the, the The DA that went apeshit over this has just been completely humiliated. Oh, yeah. Time in jail, got his uh, his license stripped from him. Just made to be a complete ass fuck. HIV sufferer jailed for unprotected sex. Good. And uh, this happened, I believe, in Australia. You're actually okay with this for an attempted murder type charge?
1: Oh, I I totally agree with this. I think people who do that knowingly. Uh, go out and have sex with a woman, not use a condom, and give you know HIV or AIDS. I think there should be a little leeway if you use a condom and everything. You're like, hey, I took every precaution. It just didn't work out. What if you're a person who has a lot of unprotected sex but just refuses to go
0: get tested because they don't want to know? Is that as dangerous and as reckless? I would
1: say not as. Because but, that's you. I don't have unprotected sex. And the iranium. I, I don't know if I'm sick or not, but still. <laughs>
0: president coming to New York and Columbia University and speaking. And I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I'm entertained by the guy. Yeah, he is very entertaining. I, I love watching him on, on 60 Minutes. I love watching him sitting up there and talk about their you know, homosexuals in Iran. <laughs> to me, he's just doing a fucking stand-up bit. So whatever. Why is everyone getting their fucking panties in a wad? over a guy coming up and doing a little comedy. Fuck you. Be cool. Next two story number two. woman tries to sell white trash life on eBay. She offered two days in her white trash dream life for sale on eBay, including her two young daughters and depression medications. Officials say she was just reaching out for help. They would not identify the 31-year-old Missouri woman. Um, actually, Illinois woman, it turns out. Uh, she used the name "Give Me a New Life" uh, as posting on eBay. So I guess she was a big fan of Everclear. Remember that song? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give you. <laughs> I'll a, buy you a new car. I'll that buy whole, you a garden. Yeah, that whole shit. Her daughters eight and four years old. Here's what it said on her eBay profile: uh, "Please bid on my life so I can have some peace. I'm on the verge of a complete breakdown." <laughs> What you get is to put up with these two crazy unruly kids and a white trash dream for two days. I get to take the money you bid uh, with and do something nice for myself, like sit in a roach motel for a day or two and sleep peacefully.
1: <laughs> I like this woman
0: already. Um, she wrote that she uh, apparently she suffers from bipolar disorder, depression, and borderline personality disorder. You think? The winning bidder would also have her medications, although, quote, they don't seem to be working for me. They may work for you, <laughs> In quote. The auction violated eBay policy taken down within 24 hours of the posting. Uh, essentially, they said, uh, state police, that she really had no intention of selling her kids or having them spend time with the highest bidder.
1: She was just reaching out for help. So what if she was? She wasn't saying, come over and fuck my kids you it's like uh, having someone bid on it seems uh, being a uh, babysitter exactly instead of me paying you you'll pay me to come over and babysit my kids
0: and if you want to go through the fucking medicine cabinet like every other babysitter does go ahead yeah i'm not even gonna get upset about it man you pay me for it it's all cool it's all yours help yourself to anything in the fridge uh ironically though she didn't want anybody wearing her Tweety Bird
1: ninety. That was not included. <laughs> that was off limits. Yeah, that was not included in the white trash dream weekend. But what was included? You can sit down and watch all of her WWE DVDs. She's leaving that wide open for you. And I know you can't wear the WWE. I mean, you can't wear the Tweety Bird ninety, but you can wear her uh, blue vest that she uses for greeting on the weekends
0: her second job, mm-hmm. just don't touch the Dale Jarrett swag. Yeah. If you could please leave that alone on the White Trash Weekend, I'll be happy. And when you come over here,
1: watch out for falling prices. I'm just telling you.
0: And I swear, if there's a stain um, from your Schlitz malt liquor on my catalog uh, that has my Marlboro miles on it, I'm going to be pissed. I know it's a White Trash Weekend, but understand, to me, that's Vanity Fair. So leave that shit alone. Have you ever felt like, you just want out of your fucking life? Yes. I, right now? I, look, let's give this as an example. How much do you think your life would go for right now, for people to be J-dubs? I You're still J-dubs. You still have a radio agent. You still have possibilities of jobs, you know, big-time jobs that can pay you money. Things are in the works. But right now, you are a guy that works at a, you know, at a restaurant doing your thing, and you got a fat dog. What would people probably pay for your life?
1: I'm saying nickels.
0: Yeah, you know, they'll they'll. I think more people would trade with you even right now, for the potential that you still have.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought you were saying just as a weekend as me right now, but like just okay, trade and you play. Know what? That's well. All right, let's do both. For a weekend as you,
0: I have fucking no one. No yeah. one would buy your fucking weekend. Yeah, my weekends blow. Except they get to sit here and do the next cast. And I'll tell you what, I'm willing to auction off Dubs's. Uh, spot on the next casts for fifty bucks. So if you want to come in here and do this show with me, a you'll be funnier, and b I'll get fifty dollars out of it. You get twenty five. If I'm sitting at home, I get something out Fuck of it. you.
5: Next, <laughs> if you missed it, here's what was next.
0: Number ten, the leg and the smoker that a guy bought. Number nine, America's top pundit, Roger Ebert. Hmm. Number eight, manscaping becoming mainstream number seven US having less sex number six life is short having an affair you notice though when you're having an affair you're fucking like a madman oh yeah because you're fucking the new chick and then you're teaching your wife the new moves that you learned from the new chick number five paralyzed kid has decided whether or not he wants to live or die number five uh, number four why grandpa is inappropriate it's his frontal cortex now you know He's just not a bastard. That's RG Bunker. Yeah. Number three, Tom Cruise Bunker. And I say go for it, my man.
1: Yeah, his alien bunker.
0: Number two, White Trash Life. Tried to be sold on eBay and it didn't work out for the lady. Number one story, J Dubs, next guest nine.
4: Next. Number one. Nummer Zeichen 1 Numero. Numero 1. The number one
0: story. Boy survives 2-hour flight to Moscow hanging onto a plane wing. Wow. I don't have a lot to say about this other than the fact that this motherfucker is badass and it's probably the number 1 story ever if
1: it's true. That's true. If it, if because you know old school Russia would make up stories all the time, and this might be another one of them just trying to go out there and show how badass they are. But you know, I've always watched like movies and everything where someone's falling and they grab onto something, they hang on to it. I'm always like bullshit. If you were falling into that much force, there's no way you'd be able to grab onto that like little piece of rock on the ledge and save yourself. You're falling to your death, right? But I mean, this guy grabbing onto a plane wing and. Flying at, what, two it, hours? That is amazing. I got the stats on this.
0: 15-year-old boy got frostbite, wing of a Boeing 737 plane, two-hour flight to, to uh, Moscow, a radio station reported in, in Russia. That's where I'm like, oh, shit, this could be a bit. Mm-hmm. This could be a fucking shock jock stunt. You know what I mean? But whatever, it's still fun to fucking consider because here's the thing. All right, 808 miles the flight was. Okay? As soon as he landed... Collapsed on the tarmac, according to the radio station. Airport did not confirm the report, all right? Mm -hmm. However, Moscow's Air and Water Transport Control Department said that the claim was true. Doctors said it was nothing short of a miracle that Andre survived the flight with temperatures hitting minus 58 degrees Fahrenheit and uh, speeds of up to 560 miles an hour. Could you imagine the fucking wind chill? Like, I don't know if the, the wind chill is factored into the minus fifty eight, mm-hmm. but holy fucking Christ! And he's holding on to a wing. This is like that because you never think that fucking scenario. Remember from Twilight Zone? And I think it was John Lithgow's character and the fucking the, the, the,
1: the goblin on the wing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now obviously it's you know the guy, one's fake and this <laughs> one's obviously real. We think, but just imagine that. Like, what about your fucking arms? And getting tired. Exactly. I, I want to call bullshit on this story, but I also want to believe it so much that this is actually possible.
1: Well, you brought something up about the uh, the temperature and everything, and a lot of people have died in this country for kind of stowing rides. What they do, they'll go yeah. a- on the uh, in the uh, uh, landing gear, landing gear. Yeah, and they'll be underneath there, and it gets so cold that they'll freeze to death during the flight. So that has happened a bunch of times. And someone flying around in Moscow like that, yeah, on the wing, that could get very cold. And, I mean, just, you know, have you ever been at like a football game during the dead of winter? And you can't even hold your cup of cocoa after a while because your hands are just so rock hard from being cold. Well, dude, I remember
0: one time you and I left the bar in Michigan after we had left Michigan, but we went back. We're Mm -hmm. hanging out with our buddy Lefty. And we had to walk to our car, which is maybe about a mile away. Well, we got snowed in on a flight that weekend. And it was like February in Mm -hmm. Michigan. I remember that walk. I still remember that
1: walk. I'm getting chills remembering that walk. It was the worst. It was literally bone-chilling cold. And we weren't even like Florida people at that point. Yeah, we were in D.C. Yeah, So we
0: knew what fucking winter was. We knew what snow was. Not to the extent of Michigan, but still at the same time. So, and they're investigating how he got onto the plane, and apparently he was running away from some family problems at home. But the point of this, and why it's the number one story, and why it could, st- the mere fact that it could be true, and if not, that someone came up with it, great, and it's bullshit, and a fucking, ra- you know, a Russian radio station's running a bit, whatever, or it's, like you said, Russian propaganda. But if this fucking kid actually accomplished this feat, X-Men might be real there might actually be fucking superheroes or heroes unbreakable this motherfucker yes he might have that dna strain he might be the new fucking kid that we're going to find out that mohinder suresh is going to find uh next week on fucking heroes you're right or the fucking the answer to the bionic woman or any of that stuff it's just really fucking true uh really fucking cool and i really hope that it's true and dubs is going to get us an interview with the kid next week yes i will
5: Next. I want to be next. that kid. On the Survive next a plane episode.
0: crash? I want to fucking... I want to fly on a wing. If it was possible, I'd do it. If I knew I wasn't going to die.
1: Yeah. I don't even think at that point I'd do it. I just don't like being chilly.
0: Yeah, even thinking about it now in this studio, I'm like cold. Yeah. It's real fucking
1: odd how right. your mind hey, goes but, that way. And they, it's not like the, the physical exertion that goes along with it. It's being chilly that I don't like. Right. No, I hear you.
0: All right, there was Dubs Next Kiss 9. Yes. Um, again, thank you guys for the uh, for listening and downloading and telling your buddies, remember the rule of one, tell one friend. It starts with one friend and
1: have it grow from there. I think you may have a chance on your uh, Florida fantasy crime game. I thought we quit that bit. Now, you, you picked last week that Zach Thomas was going to get a sex change. He did get a concussion. So, if that thing knocked him into estrogen, he could be getting his sex changed very, very soon. And you might have uh, done a good pick there. Uh, you got a pick for this week? What's going to maybe happen in Florida? This week, a groundbreaking arrest will happen when a dog gets arrested for pedophilia.
0: Look for that on the Florida tag on FARC.com. Uh, listen to all the other podcasts. Tell a friend, slash next radio. Uh, buddies, Ron and Fez and XM202. Check that out. And, of course, check out our buddies starting this week in Atlanta on Project 961, project961.com. Uh, my best friend in the
1: world, Shafy, and, and my best friend in the world, Giant Brian.
0: And also, too, maybe look for something happening soon, uh, Giant Brian, Shafee, and show
1: So that's... Why ruin their career? Could be out you there. You did enough for me. <laughs> I actually thought
0: about that. I'm like, fuck, man, I the wrong guy. I have fucking dubs to go with. I should have gone with no. Giant Brian up to DeBella's show in Philly when I had the chance. You didn't have the chance. <laughs> All right. Uh. Until then, do you know who got replaced Giant Brian? Who? That guy Silent Rob that produced the morning after show. Really? For uh, Drew and Savannah at OROC. Jesus,
1: this is a small it's fucking a world. It's a small
0: incestuous business. That's why you can never make enemies. Because you never know who's going to be your co-worker.
1: Drew, Savannah, and Dubs.
0: Interesting. I'll take my chances in project. We out, bitch. 5,000. Until next time, 5,000.